Um, oh yeah, ground rules. In this class, you never have to talk out loud. You never have to pray out loud. That's fine. I'm encouraging you to, so that you can share with each other, but you don't have to. So the two questions I asked you to think about were, if regularly reading scripture is not currently something that I do, what keeps me from doing it? And the second question, how can I motivate myself and create space for this spiritual practice? So if reading scripture isn't currently something that I do regularly, what keeps me from doing it? And how could I motivate myself to create space for that? So would anybody like to talk about that? Yes, and my wife and I don't do it together, so she does it. Okay. Do not. Okay. That's Which I fine. Think might be a good way to ensure because if I I'll feel up to it and she does, we accountability. Each other at it. Sure. Yeah, accountability is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's okay. Just so you know, like if we when we talk about spiritual disciplines and we say, yeah, I don't do that. There, there's not supposed to be any judgment in the room. We're just trying to get out our motivations and understand again that the Lord loves us and calls us to him. So I'm glad you're being honest. Someone else? I think I, I, think I go back to uh, reading commentaries and books because I feel inadequate oftentimes in interpreting the scriptures by myself. And yet I know we're not supposed to consult other men we, we should wait to be inspired to understand it but I think, I think I've diminished my actual scriptural time increased my other reading time but I get more out of it mm-hmm. almost sometimes I feel guilty about that okay I actually was hoping to do that next week what you just said use your own eyes to figure out what a scripture passage says and we'll figure that out together who else? Rosie? Every day has a little blip in there uh, that has a Bible verse, and then I forget the name of the man that this usually does it. Says what it means, and I look at that and I think, oh, that's what it means. And sometimes you really need a devotional or something else to help you with that. And especially going to a Bible study is really helpful to to really help you understand that. If you do it blindly, sometimes we think, eh. I can't understand it. It's too much. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. Thank you. Anyone else? Linda, maybe the word is focus. I need f- for me to pick up scripture without some purpose and just hope that I'm inspired. When I use the commentaries and I'm interested, I'm focused. And I think that's what Rosie was saying too. What blocks us was your question. I'm trying to answer it. We lack focus. It could be. We lack. And in in what type of focus you need changes. As a doctor, your lens is probably a little more analytical. And so the, the knowing a lot about that scripture is a way that you really want to digest that scripture. That's just a guess of mine. Do you think? And Jerry will tell you, too. It, you, you read much more, you read much more critically. Yeah, you read much more critically when you have an ill patient. You want to read for sure. that patient. 
But for other people, it may not be, you may want to approach scripture as um, um, not as scientific, not as heady. And that's just because another person's impulse is not that first impulse. So again, lenses. And all of those ways of approaching scripture are fine. Does anybody want to talk about the, how can I motivate myself and create space for the spiritual practice? Just do it. Okay. Just since last week, I found a new app for my phone. Oh, good. Called D365. I think D stands for devotion. Okay. And every day I set it up so it reminds me at 9 o'clock, which this morning was inconvenient, obviously, because we were on our way here. So, but it's got um, five little segments to read. And I'm not sure, now that I look at this, it's devotional, but it's not, like, based on the Bible, it looks like, um, just from this one for today. But I also get a verse of the day from, jeez, uh, what's this Bible? version, the version mm-hmm. Bible. And so um, I read that, and sometimes I look it up and read more around it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I'm doing. You get dinged. There are helpful apps, and I'm going to give you, um, not necessarily apps, although I do know some off the top of my head, I'm going to give you some ways to read the Bible. But there are helpful apps um, that help you to remember your prayer list and help you to remember to read Scripture, and they have notifications on your phone. So if you're a phone if you're a phone user, a smartphone user, it'll ding you to say, "Have you prayed for this list today?" You can actually share prayer requests with each other. Um, and then there are um, apps called like one called First Five, Five Minutes of the Day, Read Scripture, a devotional. Um, there are other she uh, she reads Truth is a, this is a women's ministry. Men are welcome to read it. She reads Truth is another one that um, it'll come to your phone or it'll show up on your Facebook feed if you like Facebook. Um, and it'll, it'll be one way of accountability by that little ding. And I think growing up, we learned to say prayers or, or read something from the Bible in the morning or in the evening. And then as you grow in your faith, we understand that we can talk to God all day long. We can pray all day long. We can read all day long. What I don't do is take the time to listen, to stop and listen. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're going to do some of that today. Okay. okay. Good. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, listening prayer, Edith Opart taught me listening prayer, and, oh, it was, transfor- it was transformative for me. Hand- the, the spiritual discipline that has changed my life, especially the last few years. Were you going to say something? Okay. My, your praying all the time, somebody said, uh, my wife had a, a big a sign, I think Apostle Paul uh, said it, pray without ceasing, uh, and that is, every time I walk out of the house, that's, I see that there, mm-hmm. so that, that's an inspiration to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, practicing the presence of God, Brother Lawrence, it's a little, little book, it's about a, a Brother Lawrence, who was um, in a monastery, and 
he, um, his job in the monastery was doing dishes for 10 years. And when he first started, he said to the person, who's the person in charge of the monastery? Abbot? Uh, don't know. Uh, the person in charge, hey, I'd like to do something to serve the brotherhood here. And the, they said, go do dishes. And the next year, I'd like to do something to serve the brotherhood, go do dishes. And after 10 years of doing dishes, he realized he could practice the presence of God while doing dishes. So one way to practice the presence of God through the day, Brother Lawrence can teach us. Any other motivations? How can you create space or motivate yourself? Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. I think part of the reason for me, my whole life, somebody was asking me what the problem was. And I'm <laughs> Were they saying, what is the problem or what is your problem? No. Oh, what is the what problem? Is, oh, okay. Did, they come in and they ask you, uh, what's wrong with my leg or what's the matter with my bowels and so forth. I, uh, I think you get, we get into, in medicine, we get into a, a rut. And we expect that challenge that way and turn it the other way around. Me seeking it, that, that's, a, that's a hard thing for me. To seek how to mm-hmm. say that again. So you so were seeking I'm, what? I'm, I'm inspired by a group. <coughs> People have questions uh, now, as opposed to when I was in practice. Now I'm inspired by a group, but that, like this girl, so she's always got a comment on something, on a question. And that, that gets me thinking. So I'm trying. Yes, that's good. Brothers and sisters, uh, we learn about God's word to us in a few different ways. I may have said this. I think I said this to a student recently. Yes. Um, Renovare Ministry, which is a ministry that helps us with spiritual disciplines, reminds us that God's word comes to us in several different ways. It came to us through Jesus' son. We see that in John chapter 1. Comes to the written word, which is our Bible. Comes to us in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit when when we be quiet and listen. And it comes to us through the words of our brothers and sisters, our community. And so we do have a place in each other's lives to speak God's word, to speak truth. We have to have ears to hear that. So we're, we're on, we're going to shift to slide, keep going, right there. Oh, the one with the little blue book. Nope, that one. We got it. Thank you. So I'm going to just give a couple minutes of a talk on spiritual disciplines as a whole, and then we're going to try a discipline, a practice together that's going to help us to learn how to digest a passage of Scripture, hopefully in a different way. Thank you. Awesome. Great. Thanks. In her book, and this is a book I highly recommend, it's called The Spiritual Disciplines Handbook. Uh, in fact, I'd suggest this if anybody here serves on the library um, board, council, ministry, um, by Adele Alberg Calhoun. And what this great book does is it tells you about dozens of spiritual practices and then how to do them, like step-by-step step, how to do them individually or with a group and gives you reflection questions. And so if some things like different types of prayer or how to read scripture or doing justice, like acts of justice, the different things that are spiritual practices. If you think, oh my gosh, I, I don't even know where to start. This is where to start, this book. So 
Adele Calhoun explains that there's this natural movement in our spiritual journey when we're walking with God. It begins with a desire to spend time with God, and I'm assuming that you have a base desire to spend time with God. You are in Sunday school. So there may be a pressure to just show up to Sunday school. I know that too. However, I think you probably have a base desire just to know God better. That's why you're here. That's probably why you were either in worship or going to worship afterwards too. So it begins with this desire, and it, lead, it, it then goes to this discipline of spending more time with him. And when we say discipline, as I talked about last week, sometimes we have a negative connotation, like the way I've had to discipline my teenage son this week for doing things that he shouldn't. Discipline in this sense means um, a regular practice, getting ourselves to do something habitually, regularly. So the desire to spend time with God can lead to this discipline of spending more time with him, and that leads to transformation because because of time spent with God. Now, um, I work with a lot of student athletes at Malone, and what I see is that um, if you, if, was anybody here a student athlete or do you currently play golf, tennis, golf? I heard that last week. Okay. So you have a desire to get better at the game. You want to run faster. You want to hit the ball farther. You want to get, score more points. And so I see these athletes day after day after day working out, working out in the gym, lifting weights, um, and they have a desire, so they become more disciplined. Shooting free throws, 100 at a time, running sprints. They want to be disciplined because they want to transform their abilities so that they can win, so that they can be on the starting lineup, so that they can set a personal best. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, uses the spiritual, meta- the spiritual metaphor of athletic competition a lot in the letters, in the epistles. Um, And it's because of this natural trail of desire, discipline, and transformation that is what's happening in our spiritual life, too. So just as we are trying to build muscle and make ourselves, you know, run five minutes today, (laughs) walk 15 minutes today, um, so we do different things, like we come to Sunday school, we go to worship, we have spiritual conversations with friends, we pray, we read scripture, so that we can meet our desire to know God, we can learn how to be disciplined. The transformation piece, though, the spiritual transformation is not our job, it's the Holy Spirit's job. All God asks us to do is desire to be with him as he desires to be with us, and have some sort of discipline, just one step, one new step of a practice to get to know God more. We can never confuse the transformation piece with our work. That's the Holy Spirit's work alone. If we confuse the transformation piece with our work, then we're saying we don't need God's grace, we don't need his salvation, it's by works. I can grow my faith by works alone, and that's not what the New Testament said. It's by grace that you're saved through faith. So you take your step of faith, and the Spirit will do the transformation. Does that make sense? Okay. So transformation is very different in the spiritual life than transactions. Okay? 
So have you ever seen the game show, uh, the game show Let's Make a Deal? Okay, can someone explain Let's Make a Deal real quick? Starts with people in the audience in crazy costumes. Okay, and they get, they get selected and they run and they get to pick a door. Okay, so it's like this trade that keeps going. It's this transaction, okay? So a transaction is an exchange of goods or services. Something is given in order to get something else. All right, so sometimes we mistakenly see our spiritual lives as this transaction with God. If I give God enough of my time, he'll bless me more. If I do good works, he'll love me more. If I don't do these things, I'll feel guilty and God won't bless or love me as much. However, God isn't a God of transactions. He's a God of transformation. So we don't do spiritual discipline so that God will love us more. He wants us to learn and grow and change and become who he sees we have the potential to become. Thus, the metamorphosis of the butterfly up there. So we incorporate spiritual disciplines in our lives because we as Christ followers are responding to and following the Lord on this road to transformation. Spiritual disciplines are a response to the Lord we follow him, and spiritual disciplines are one element in our growth as his disciples. And when we stumble along that way, along that journey of being Christ followers, God gives us a healthy dose of grace. He helps us make up for the ways that we can't quite grow, we can't quite follow him, or we stumble. That's Jesus' work on the cross to say, I got you. We can keep going. Does that make sense? I'm 48, and I stumble a lot, so when I to be 81, I'm in trouble. Does this make sense? Do you understand the difference between the part that you have in spiritual growth but the part that the Lord and the Holy Spirit have? Don't confuse those two. All right. So how do we approach the Bible? When we read the Bible, we we may approach it. This may not be you, but one of several ways. The first one is like eating the chips out of a chocolate cookie, chocolate chip cookie. Um, So hit and miss. So you pick a a passage of scripture, whatever passage of scripture that you have that day, and you kind of pick through it and say, what are the best parts? Or you might do Bible roulette, which is it legal to talk about roulette in a church? I'm doing it. All right, so roulette is... uh, a game where you just kind of open the Bible, what does God have for me today? There it is. Or um, you have a passage of Scripture, and instead of seeing the entire passage, there's this one verse. Well, that sounds like the good one. And you focus on that, and you miss everything that's around it. Okay, So that's kind of Bible roulette. You can look at a Bible uh, passage thematically. So you discover what story the author's trying to tell. Ah, now we're getting a little closer. You could read it devotionally. What does it mean to me in my situation? Next week, what I'd like to do is just a really practical, basic, how do I look at a passage of Scripture, understand what it's saying in its context thoroughly before and then 
understand what it's trying to say to me in my situation. I'm going to teach you how to take apart a passage of Scripture, including the Hebrew and Greek words, so that when you hear a sermon, you can say, oh, yeah, I could figure that out. Oh, I know the Hebrew to that. If you have a smartphone, that's the cheat device, the smartphone. You could go up to Pastor Dave afterwards and say, actually, the Greek word says. Um, So what I'm trying to do here, I'm trying to land you solidly in the thematically and the devotionally realm, okay? And, And try to bolster you to say, you can do this. You can do this. Um, And so I promised you last week a handout on ways to read the Bible. And there's a lot of information on this page. We don't have to go through it all now. Thank you. Um, But I'll I'll just real quick run down some ideas with you. Yeah. Yeah. I need to update my metaphor to chocolate chunks. So ways to read the Bible. Um, and again, we don't, we're not going to go through this whole page. You can read through it later if you want. Um, but I want to give you some resources in addition to what we were talking about with those apps. So the first title, Mix It Up. Um, I said last week that nobody in here gets a a ribbon for reading through the Bible in a year. If you would like to do that, that's great. But if you're doing it just to say you read through the Bible in a year, knock it off. So if you go to that first one under Mix It Up, BibleStudyTools.com. Oh, I'm sorry that all of these are are computer-based. So if we need, if anybody has trouble with that, let's help each other. Access online if we need to. Um, But BibleStudyTools.com has a Bible reading plan, so you could read through the Bible in chronological order, which is not the order of the books that are currently in the Bible, as in Job comes after Genesis. What? All right. So, yeah, it took me a long time to figure that out. I was a teen, I think it was late teenager, and I was like, what? And then as a type A person, I thought, well, why didn't they just put them in there chronologically? That would have been much smarter, but nobody listens to me. <laughs> so, but you could read by genre, which, which means literary type. So, if you wanted to just read wisdom literature, you could read about themes. So, Bible study, the reading plans there, you can kind of just click through. Second, the lectionary, we talked about this last week. The lectionary goes through almost the entire Bible according to the seasons of the church calendar, the liturgies that we do here in this church over the course of a couple years. And each day there is an Old Testament, a New Testament, an epistle reading, and then there's also Psalms throw in there. You'll see every time you open your order of worship that that's what they're following, the lectionary. Okay? Do you follow the lectionary quickly yourself? I do not. Yeah. Well, here's an interesting thing. You have to think that you people are being inspired. 
Yes, when I come in this church and I'm supposed to preach from that pulpit, I'm following lectionary <laughs> because that's, that's the way that we're in this church le- learning on Sundays. That's the way it's structured. So one way that you can, as we talked about last week, is you could follow the lectionary. You can also turn to your order of worship in the page that says, what is it, consider this next week, take a look. Okay, and that's, that's a way that for you to get ready for the next Sunday by looking through the passages so that when you go through the order of worship, singing, praying, silence, sermon, you'd already know You've already thought through the passages that are going to be used. So the worship service is the second layer of learning and not the first layer of learning for those passages. So that's a way to, a way to incorporate those. Linda, I, I think I mentioned last week, the Ligonier Ministry has a table talk. I get all the time. Paper? Talk. Email? Uh, no, we, I get a book. Okay. I'm not a, that's fine. It all came out. Ligonier Ministries. You recommended yeah. it last week. That, they start with a script reading, and then the commentary talks, it collaborates and points out how many, how many things you missed. Mm-hmm. And if you like, if you're a paper person, Ligonier Ministries, the Upper Room, um, the Daily Bread, the lectionary comes in paper. In fact, it's probably in your library if it's not in. The church library, it's in Pastor Dave's or Pastor Michael's offices, Pastor Ben. Um, so we can find you plenty of paper things, too. Um, if you, oh, we talked about this. If you prefer to re- read something online and have it send a reminder to you daily, ah, the lectionary can be sent to you as a reminder. So if you do use the computer. About halfway down, there's my favorite title, Bible Reading Plan for Shirkers and Slackers which is you can read at your own pace. These wonderful, this wonderful couple who's been in ministry for over 30 years um, called Ransom Fellowship, um, they put this out, and they just basically say, listen, it's just hard to read the Bible on your own. So she put together this plan that's it's not going to get through the Bible in a, in a year, and it's totally okay. And she's pretty snarky about it and, and pretty funny, so you can read that. Ransom Fellowship is just their overall fellowship name, or overall ministry name, yeah. Ransom, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, Ransom Fellowship, they send out a free quarterly journal that you could get. Reading with accompanying devotionals. So um, there's plenty of devotionals everywhere, paper and online, but back to the Bible.org, if you go to that website and click at the top on devotions, they have things like the upper room and all that. Um, there's many options. And then BibleGateway.com, this is where we're going to learn Hebrew and Greek and show off to the rest of the church. But BibleGateway.com is just a great one to, uh, to read. There's a little button for commentaries. There's commentaries there. There's a little button that's called interlinear. That's Greek and Hebrew. You guys are going to be so biblically literate. So there's just some ideas for you. Now, here's what I don't want. I don't want you to get overwhelmed by having that paper in front of you. I just want you to be thinking, what do I need? 
and what's the next step that I could do that? And if any of these are helpful, then do those. If they're not, chuck that paper in the recycle bin and just do what you feel the Lord prompting you to do. All right, but here's one thing I want to try with you today. And this will probably take the rest of our time. Lexio Divina, the sacred reading of Scripture. Now, this is a way of reading Scripture with our heart attuned to what God is saying right now for the next 20 minutes. It's a different way of reading the Bible. It's different from a Bible study or how you might have to read so that you can follow a read-through-the-Bible plan, okay? This is not reading for information. Did anybody read the newspaper this morning? Anybody listen to the news? Anybody, you know what I mean, you read for information. That's not this. This is like reading that letter I talked about, or something that you know that could really change you. Okay, so not just information, something that I have in my hands, something that could change me in sort of this sense of anticipation. So I'm going to give you a handout um, in just a second about Lexio. Um, Lexio Divina is about coming to the Bible with all of ourselves, not just our heads and our intellect, but our emotions, our hearts, our difficulties, and successes. So I'm going to give you a second handout, and it's just for people who would like to take notes or follow along. If you would prefer just to listen, then having words in front of you might stress you out. So you can just turn this paper over. Can I have your help again with that? Thank you. No problem. You're being a note taker. So while he hands this out, again, you can follow along in this paper and take notes or just ignore it. Um, The one thing I want to tell you is that when you do spiritual disciplines, um, God cares for all of us. He doesn't just care for our spiritual selves or our brains or our hearts. He cares for our bodies too. And so our body posture actually is important when we do any spiritual discipline. It's important to make sure that you are um, relaxed and aware, that you're sitting squarely where you are. Maybe your legs are crossed, maybe your feet are on the floor, but you're just kind of settled in. And maybe you're breathing a little bit more deeply and your mind, you're trying to set aside the voices in the hallway, which I just pointed out to you, or you're trying to set aside what's coming next on Sunday. And you're just trying to be very present in this room. So maybe we could just take a moment of quiet and breathe and settle in to the next 15 minutes and let yourself be guided. I'm going to tell you about how we'll do this and then we'll practice it together and I'll guide you through the whole way. There are four steps with Lexio Divina. The first one is that I have a passage of scripture, Psalm 67, that I'll read. And in this passage, we read the passage slowly. We are in God's presence. There's no rush. And you'll just let the words of scripture be absorbed. And then I'll pause. 
for you to do that. In the second movement, it's meditatio, or think. Meditatio, Who's, who knows Latin? We need some of our choir people in here. Meditatio, I'll just say. Or think. So I'll read the passage again, and when your heart is touched, not your brain, when your heart is touched by a word or a phrase, notice it. Pause and wonder why it's catching you. And I'll pause after that again. The third movement is oratio, which means or indicates pray. So I'll read the passage a third time, and now you'll be in a a posture of prayer. What's on your heart? Is it a praise? Is it a confession? What do you want to say to God to ask him? I'll pause for you to do that. And then the last movement is contemplatio, contemplatio, or that indicates resting. So I'll read it a fourth time, and then we will just rest in God's presence. We'll have silence, and it'll kind of be like when a conversation with a close friend ends, and you don't feel like you have to fill that silence with words. Do we have any questions about those four movements? So again, you'll hear that passage four times, and I'll guide us through it. So here we go. I picked um, Psalm 67, by the way, because in the order of worship for today, in that box called Daily Grace that encourages us to to read worship texts for this coming week, um, Psalm 67 is the psalm it points us to. Here we go. This first step is lexio or read. I'll read the passage and just be in God's presence. Don't feel like you have to rush and just absorb the words of Scripture. Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Do you want a Bible in front of you to read the song? Uh, well, I could have one, but uh, that's not the issue at this point. I, I've tried to, to develop the ability to listen to uh, sermon 
Sure. How about, can we share a Bible with, there we go, because maybe this will help. Psalm 67, that's okay. So here's what we'll do. We'll put that Bible in front of you, Psalm 67. Does anybody else want that in front of them? Okay. I should have thought of our visual learners. That was my mistake. Yeah. I've tried to learn by listening to the Holy Spirit. It's all right. Psalm 67, right in the middle. All right, so the second movement, so this will be good. So you keep your eyes on that, Jerry. And at this point, I'm because we're going to move to the second movement of thinking, I'm going to ask if we can remain silent to give each other space to think. All right? Psalm 67, the second time. When your heart is touched by a word or phrase, notice it, pause, and wonder why. And we'll keep quiet for each other to think. May God be gracious to us and bless us. And make his face shine on us. So that your ways may be known on earth. Your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. The third reading will be a prayer. So I'll read the passage, and you can think through and pray. What is now on your heart? Is it a praise or a confession? What do you want to say to God or to ask him? May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. You can pray your thoughts to God.
the last step is to contemplate or rest. As I read one last time, rest in God's presence, in his silence, like when a conversation with a close friend ends and you don't have to fill that silence with words. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth and your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Lord, we rest in praise to you and the knowledge of your blessings to us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So I would love to know what was that like for you? The easiest step, the hardest step? We talked about Um, visual learning. You're not the only person, Jerry, that's a visual learner. I am too. Mm -hmm. I'm also a kinesthetic learner, so you notice I can't stand still when I'm up here. Mm -hmm. So I have to learn by doing, and that's fine. Some people learn best by listening, and that's also fine. So what was it like for you? What was the easiest step and the hardest step? Of what practice? Lifetime. Right, right. And this would just be one way to approach scripture. You know, you could. You don't have to do that with every passage, but you could. Yeah. Right. Right. Maybe wouldn't breeze by scripture quite as quickly. You'd take more time with it. What else? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. And the one of the things that always hurts me is that when I read this passage, like this, I realize how nations don't do this. I have to look at it as if, well, there's some of us that try. Mm hmm. world isn't that way. Right. It's, it's awful to be, feel like an outsider. That's what I feel. So maybe it draws you, or it could draw you to pray to God, please bring about your kingdom. Please help me to be a person that helps other people to know how to praise you. Please help to redeem us. You know, it could, could bring about those prayers of, Lord, help us. Hmm? Easiest step and hardest step? What were they? 
to make a commitment to ask for his blessing to understand the passage itself. It might be a, it might be the chicken and the egg idea. Yeah. He might inspire you to read, and then you read, and then he'll inspire you of what you've read. It might be a cycle, but yeah, yeah. So you just recognize and articulated for us that it's not just you approaching scripture. The Holy Spirit is a partner with you as you read, oh, which is perfect. Yes. Yeah, that's great. My, mine is a little bit more on the timeline. My whole life is sort of this way. Even if I do a surgery, usually it's the day after I get my epiphany. Oh, so that's what it was, or that's what I did, or that's what I said. Mine is when I try and compact this into a time frame, and I'm not knocking this. I'm just saying, for me, I have to really be patient. I can start, this would be a beginning process for me. But I would not expect results from this because of the way my life unfolds. I wouldn't expect it in the 15, 20 minute, 30 minute session. It might be, a, it's almost always the day after. Mm-hmm. You might need to take a passage of scripture for the entire week. Yeah. And just let it sit. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably that rest, should probably say 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Then great. Take one passage of scripture and sit with it until you feel that the spirit is. Really unpacked it for you. And don't move on until. Because you might be, well, you said about 20 minutes ago that you like to read for information and to learn about a passage. And so it would be a big challenge for you to just park it on one passage and let it open itself up and not read anything else about it, but to let the Holy Spirit and your prayers and stuff really open it up. That's really, that's good to understand about yourself. Yeah. I think the last one is both and the easiest, okay. which is kind of weird to say, but to have that mindset that, okay, we've talked about this, but when you have a friend or you have conversations that go on for years, you know, and there's not a solution necessarily that pops right up like magic. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, nice to think you're sitting with God like that friend. Mm-hmm. We don't think that way. Mm-hmm. So I think once you put your mind there, it's easy, and it's a relief, you mm-hmm. know, that you don't have to have the answer to everything today, but it will, you'll be informed the more you practice this. Right, and I think um, it's important for us to know that we did this in more compact time. I would suggest it taking uh, 20 minutes. You're concerned about the time, set a timer, but five minutes for each step, and so you're really taking that time like you would with a friend to just really let it unpack be quiet so the spirit can kind of get through to you. All right. Anything else on Lexio as, as an idea for a spiritual practice? So to contrast this, next week, as I mentioned, we'll take a passage of scripture and really look at it for information, for themes, and then devotionally. 
and then I'll just, I'm just trying to introduce you to different practices. Something's going to hit you, hopefully, of, oh, I could do that. Okay. And as usual, uh-oh, homework. I would love if you would consider trying Lexio at least once this week. Um, the directions on picking a, a passage are on here. You want to pick a shorter passage. You don't want to pick several chapters. You could pick one out of that box on the order of worship. You could pick a passage that is meaningful to you and you want to look at it in a new way or let the Spirit talk to you about it. If you need ideas for a passage, come see me after, after we're done and I'll be glad to talk through ideas with you. All right. And then, um, so try this at least once, which means you'll have to find that 20-minute section of time. You can do it. And let's just see what happens, and next week we'll talk about it. And I'll pray you to close us here. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your inspiration to us, the ways that you reveal who um, the Lord is to us in new ways. Lord, I thank you for creating us with different learning styles, that we are all so unique in the ways that we can take in your word. Um, And also the way that our brains work are so unique and beautiful. The ways we process through things are, as demonstrated in this room, are just so unique and different and beautiful. Um, So thank you for making us so creatively. But thank you also for being faithful to speak to us no matter who we are, no matter how we take in information, no matter how we understand things, that you take your time with each of us and you inspire us according to what we need in our lives on any given day. Because you're faithful to do that. You're all wise and you love us. We can trust you to do that. And so this week as we approach the Bible, a scripture passage, your word to us in a new way, I ask, Lord, that you by your Holy Spirit would speak in whatever ways that looks like in each one of our lives. That you would help us set aside our conceptions and understandings of you and your spirit and that you would speak. Pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll see you next week.